You couldn't have just let him keep it for a night? Just a night? Take it away on Raw. How many other guys have you taken the title away on Raw? You couldn't have just let him keep it for one day? You couldn't have let the fans be happy for one day? Not even a day? This is the Yes Talk Elimination Chamber post-show special. WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's gonna be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Hello and welcome to the Yes Talk Elimination Chamber post-show special. I am your host, as always, Dustin Kaufman. Uh, well, if you're listening, there's only one reason you're listening, and that's because we all just got done watching the Elimination Chamber WWE Network exclusive, and either you're happy as hell or you're pissed off, and we'll talk about all of it. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, if you haven't heard this week's episode of the Yes Talk, check it out at TrendingTopicsNetwork.com or at iTunes. Again, the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, if you go to iTunes, hey, man, rate and review. Please subscribe. Um, all right, so the Elimination Chamber. Um, you know, on paper, going forward, it's a. this is probably the biggest network exclusive they've had. Um, man, and right off the bat, I just got to say, they really... They really missed the boat not having Dean Ambrose leave with the title. I mean, how big would that have been to say that he was the first guy to win a heavyweight title on a network exclusive? And what would that do to the viewers, to the non-subscribers? Those people are going to go, okay, I need to subscribe because I need to see those title changes because now they're both going back to raw. Dean Ambrose is not going to be the champion. He'll show up with the title and that'll excite him for a second, but he's not going to be the champion. It doesn't mean the same thing. I was actually rooting for Dean Ambrose and I thought Dean Ambrose would walk out for that reason, because it would be so monumental to have that title. I mean, that would go down in history. The first guy to win a title on a network exclusive ever. I mean, that would really do a lot for the network. And so I was really rooting and I thought Ambrose did have a chance until this week when I heard Brock Lesnar's uh, contract contracted dates to come back and he's going to be on Raw uh, late June, which automatically made me go, okay, Rollins is not walking away without the title because it's not going to be Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose. It's not. Brock Lesnar is way too over. He left as a huge face. He's coming back to the heel of heels right now, Seth Rollins, and that's going to be the match. Um, so that's that's going to be the feud. It's, it's just not going to happen. Um, here's a great way to sum up uh, tonight's network exclusive. All right, We had two Elimination Chamber matches, one for the vacant inter Intercontinental title and one for the first time ever at the tag team titles in an Elimination Chamber. And neither one of them can be considered the main event, not even the co-main event. The Elimination Chamber matches were so outbooked by the heavyweight title match and Cena versus Owens, it almost makes me wonder if A, they should have they should have added the heavyweight title match to this event and either have the Intercontinental title match go last or have Cena versus Owens go last. Okay, and we'll get into this a little bit more later, but the idea of this pay-per-view to me was to crown a new Intercontinental title, and that got way outshined. And you put it on Ryback, 
I mean, Cena versus Owens would have been a great main event. That would have been a great main event for a network exclusive, okay? And if you're not going to give Ambrose the belt, what's the point? Because the match totally outshined the Intercontinental title elimination chamber match. But but you can't blame that match being outshined on Ambrose and Rollins. You blame the people in that match. And so many things went wrong and were bad with that with that elimination chamber intercontinental title match all the way to the finish to the fit to the end. I mean, good for Ryback for finally winning a belt, but come on Ryback really Ryback was the most excited person. And not only Corpus Christi, but all of Texas, nobody was more excited about Ryback winning than Ryback. All right. Uh, first we had uh, the pre pre show that was Stardust versus Zack Ryder. Uh, whoa, whoa. Really, Stardust, uh, you know, two weeks ago, Stardust was in a pre-pre-show, and his opponent in that match uh, was in the intercom- in a, the Elimination Chamber IC title match tonight. And that was two weeks. He went from the pre-show, and, and this week, Stardust is in a pre-pre-match with somebody who just had a U.S. title match on, on Raw. So, and and... Where's Stardust going to to fight the Green Arrow? All right, all right. This match did nothing for me. Zack Ryder does not excite me. He does nothing for me. Maybe he needs a major overhaul, but he just doesn't. He's all right. So, anyways, we can move on from that. Uh, I have a full breakdown actually on next week's episode. I'm going to do a full breakdown on how they could use because they're talking about using Stephen Amell versus stardust at SummerSlam, and they're actually considering having stardust versus the green arrow so i have a full breakdown on how they could make that happen and that's going to be on next week's episode uh that'll be out wednesday on trending topics network that'll be episode 11 of the yes talk pro wrestling podcast all right the pre-show miss tv with daniel bryan um first what what was Miz wearing all right capris and a sleeveless trench coat that is about as ridiculous as it gets. Are you kidding me? Capris in a sleeveless trench coat? Miz looked so gay. Darren Young had sex with a woman. This, again, this whole thing was pointless. Daniel mentioned his new book for one second. They never mentioned his upcoming DVD that I remember. I don't think they did. And why did Daniel Bryan pass off the title? Why did he pass uh, And why did he pass it off to Ryback? And comparing matches, after-match speeches, comparing after-match speeches tonight, okay? Uh, Kevin Owens versus Ryback? No competition. All right, Kevin Owens gave me goosebumps on that after-match speech. Also, congratulations to Kevin Owens. A huge, huge, huge match for him tonight. He looked great. Uh, but that after, the, the after-speech, oh, man. It's not even comparable Kevin Owens said, your, your, time is, your time has gone. The champ is here. And then Ryback comes out and says, Dan, Dan, did you just call him Dan? Did you abbreviate a version of his fake name? You called him Dan? Not a good start to a speech. He said, Dan, I'm hungry now, and I'm going to eat the title. Uh, did, Dan, did Daniel Bryan passing the title off to Ryback do anything for you at home? Was it moving? Did it sell you on Ryback? Did it make you go, way to pass the torch, Daniel Bryan? 
Daniel Bryan admitted he's going to be back in the ring. He just gave up the title two weeks ago, and you're having him pass the torch? Come on. And to top it off, does WWE really think Ryback is a suitable replacement for Daniel Bryan? He should have been having a strong run with the Intercontinental title since WrestleMania, and he hasn't. Daniel Bryan is hugely popular, and they think Ryback is the guy to re-legitimize that belt that Bryan was so supposed to be doing? Opposite of John Cena? Daniel Bryan was supposed to make that Intercontinental title the number two belt again. He was, with John Cena in the U.S. title being the number three belt. That hasn't been happening, all right? And Ryback's not the guy. You think Ryback is going to re-legitimize that belt? No, Ziggler would have been your guy in that match. Or Sheamus. All right, Sheamus has been doing great moving forward. Moving forward, WWE needs to put that belt on somebody quick. Somebody like a Bray Wyatt, a Roman Reigns, a Neville, somebody. Somebody who can come out and represent. Somebody who the crowd is going to appreciate, respect. Somebody who's going to fight every week and make it look good. <sighs> So the pre-show, they had the Mega Powers come out. Um, man, I, I'd kind of like to see Sandow come out on a U.S. Open Challenge as Sandow and beat Cena for the title, right? But with Money in the Bank title match coming up, again, Cena Owens 2, it's not going to happen. And, man, it's, that is so bad. That whole thing, the Mega Powers is so bad. Please stop. Please stop now. Just stop. Um, all right, so the whole thing started off, the main card started off with the tag team in our elimination chamber match. Uh, and hey, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations, Andre the Giant is the new tag team champion. All right, best spot of the night, El Torito, jumping off the little, the bull, the tiny little bull, jumping off the chamber cage, uh, the pod, into a hurricane run up on Cesaro. Probably the best move, the whole thing was awesome. Cesaro jumping to the top turnbuckle into an uppercut forearm to Kalisto, who's on top of the pod. This was a fun match with great spots um, and a very anticlimactic finish. Uh, I did, I predicted New Day winning that. Uh, it was an, it just, it was an, un, for as fun as that match was to watch, it sure fell off. And why did New Day, why were they allowed to have all three of them? I mean, I know there's no uh, disqualification in an elimination chamber, but they were allowed to put all three of them just so you can have the bull. I mean, look, look I'm not complaining. It was fun, but all, I don't know. You should have, I would have liked to just see two of them, but it was fun. It was fun. I think it was the only way, maybe it was the only way to, to get the bull. I think it was all about the bull. That match was booked around the bull. All right. So new day retained it. They've been doing a great job. Cesaro, Man, I I would really, moving forward, coming out of this, uh, looking at the primetime players, who did look great. Titus O'Neil looked amazing tonight. Amazing. The primetime players looked great. Titus O'Neil looked great. The primetime players looked great. And thinking of primetime players and Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, I want to see some matches come out of that. Because you have the Titus O'Neil and Cesaro and then the Darren Young and the Tyson kid. I mean, that's those are both your your perfectly booked powerhouse and smaller, faster guy uh, tag team. And they both have one hell of a powerhouse. And they both have really good talent in the smaller, faster spot too. So, I mean, coming, I hope we just, see, I don't know. 
um, are they going to try to like heal Cesaro and Kid again to to do that? Primetime players are pretty hot, but Cesaro and Tyson Kid are way hot, and it would be easy to make primetime players heels at this point. As much as over as they are, I think it would still be easy to make them heels, even for that match. Even if they don't, you know what? Heel or not, face two faces. I want to see that match happen. So, all right, the Divas match. Uh, hey, I actually smoked before the Divas match. Naomi came out in a new outfit again. She hasn't, and no Tamina. What is that a thing? Is she done with Tamina? Are we not going to see Tamina with Naomi anymore? Um, I don't, it's just, are we going to get a story with maybe Tamina's plane just didn't come in? I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. Um, we'll probably see a little bit more on Raw. Uh, Naomi quit when she wore black leather like, as soon as Paige went to go film her Christmas movie with The Miz and d d disappeared for uh, a few weeks. Naomi started wearing like this black leather, which she quit wearing as soon as Paige came back. Like, what, you can't have two chicks wearing black leather? I mean, is that really a thing? I mean, I liked her new outfit tonight. She still got those glowing shoes, which I think is like seriously distracting. But it, it's, I mean, it, uh, and Nikki, wow, Nikki winning that one. Uh, Nikki in the ring. Oh my God. Just can't sell anything. Nikki Bella couldn't sell a $50 bill for $20. All right. Like it's that bad to me in the ring. I had picked Naomi. Uh, I thought they were going to give her a nice push. She was in that heel spot. And then they just, it seems like they're just changing her again. So I don't know if Naomi's just going to be on this destined, never get the title path moving forward. Uh, just get, what you see now is probably what you're going to see from her for quite some time. I wouldn't expect any titles from her right now. Um, if it didn't happen tonight, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, so uh, Cena versus Owens. Cena versus, man, wow, Jesus. That match was built for two weeks. For having two weeks to build that match, my God, they did, they did good. I mean, the, you don't have to hype it too much. The match sells itself. It really sells itself. That man, you could have no interaction between Cena and Kevin Owens. They could have never had their 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 conversations or their beating. You know, they could have just said, "Hey, an elimination chamber, Cena versus Kevin Owens," and you'd go, "Oh my God, I'm watching." But those just minimal encounters they had, it just for two weeks, man, I was excited going in, and I'm excited coming out. It's Kevin Steen. I'm sorry, Kevin Owens. Great really showed really impressive strength tonight um he's looking a little thinner i think he's trying to get in shape uh he was really just he was he's looking a little fat uh just and he's what's up with the new mma gear he, are, he's not an mma fighter i think they're just shorts nobody wants to see his see him in tights he's just wearing big baggy fat guy shorts that's what he, he's wearing fat guy shorts to the ring and everybody's like i love his new outfit it's like all right you love Jim Shorts. You have, you must, you love Jim Shorts is what you, so, but man, congratulations to Kevin Owens. Well, that was a great match. Uh, I actually predicted that one too. I did. I predicted Owens would come out um, clean and God, he's so good. That end of the match speech gave me goosebumps. How amazing was that? How great was that? I don't know what was more impressive. Oh, Kevin Owens winning or Cena putting him over like, Oh God. It was exciting. And now they've already matched. Hey, we're going to get the second one in two more weeks. Two more. How do you realize the month that we've had the past maybe six weeks or two months we've had for WWE? It's been pretty incredible. Payback. King of the Ring. Elimination Chamber. 
Money in the bank is two in two weeks, and then we're getting Lesnar two weeks after that. Oh man, uh, here's the truth: uh, d- this WWE stock price per share went up one dollar the day they announced Brock Lesnar will be coming back in a month. It went up a dollar, and it's holding. It went from about thirteen forty, thirteen seventy, something like that, to fourteen dollars and thirty cents a share, just off the word that Lesnar will be back in a month. Uh, and that's the thing about stocks, man. You, you, you buy on the hype, and you sell on the news. That's so. All right. Anyways, um, that was really incredible. Cena, man, these U.S. Open challenges. I don't, I don't want them to stop. I don't want them to stop. I mean, man, Cena has made. I mean, if you think about the placement of him right now, he's put himself in a position of almost a heel because he's in this spot where. Everybody is waiting for somebody to come beat him. He's the ultimate heel. He's the ultimate bad guy because, and is, you know, even though half the universe loves him and half hates him, we, everybody's loving this U S open challenge. The matches are incredible. Uh, and as much as he wants to be loved right now, he's booked as a guy who everybody wants to see beat. Everybody is wondering who's going to be the guy that come out of that curtain. Who's going to be the guy to, to finally end these U.S. Open challenges? And I hope they don't end. I hope that continues after the belt is changed hands. Whoever takes that belt from John Cena, and if it's Kevin Owens, that could be awesome because Kevin Owens is a great heel. And as excited as everybody is right now with him in these matches with Cena, as soon as he gets that title, if he gets that title and comes to Raw soon, if he comes to the main roster, he's going to be a great heel. He's just he's going to be the guy who you're going to be like who's going to beat him. He could take that spot. So whoever takes that US title needs to keep that Monday Night Raw open challenge going every single week. That needs to continue. I mean the US almost like a television title, but it's beyond that. It's more than a television title. It's that is just such a cool thing. Every Monday Night Raw, U.S. Open Challenge. It's great. I love it. All right. So, uh, Neville versus Bo Dallas. I honestly was expecting a little bit better of a match. Um, I am a huge fan of both of these guys. I'm a huge fan of Neville. I'm a big fan of Bo Dallas. I really want to see more out of him, but we're just not getting it. Um, I had predicted Bo Dallas would win to continue the feud, although Dallas as he's that kind of heel that even though he lost, he can still come back and chase Neville. But um, it was... I think it was booked. It's the way it was booked because it just followed. There was so much hype and heat, heat and energy coming off of that Cena Owens match, uh, and then Owens speech. When you, it's time to go, your time is gone. The champ, and then so it was almost put it in the position of a cool off match. And you know Neville had that spot right before the main event uh, two weeks ago, and he did wonderfully with it. Him and Barrett really hyped up that energy. So I don't know if that has anything to do with both Dallas. I don't think so. I just think it was there was so much coming out of that Cena Owens that it's just hard. And, and, you know, for years they put the Divas in that spot. They put the Divas in that cool-off spot. And that's why they call it a smoke break. But, I mean, 
I don't know who could have followed that kind of energy, to be honest with you, because John Cena and Kevin Owens brought the house down. And so did the main event. All right. So did the main event. Um, all right. The heavyweight champion, man, the entire WWE universe was so excited for 30 seconds. The match was great. It was a really good match. It was back and forth. A lot of close finishes. Uh, I mean, it's Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I mean, those are the two top guys we have right now. That's our biggest face and our biggest heel. And they're two of the best workers in the in-ring workers we have. That match was great. But the before when when they said, I mean, I was wondering if Roman Reigns was going to have a heel turn coming into this. So at the beginning, when Triple H was like, if you come out, he's getting disqualified. I was like, why don't you just hold up a sign that said Roman Reigns is making a heel turn tonight? But he didn't. So that was kind of a surprise. And I guess that added a little extra suspense. That's kind of what they, when they say reality universe, the reality era, that's what they do. Because they take these things that they know people are thinking. Like, they get on, they get on Twitter. WWE gets on Twitter. Okay, WWE gets on Twitter. They follow Twitter. They hear you on Twitter. One of the earlier episodes of the Yes Talk... I tweeted that I was going to interview Rusev's Russian lawyer. Uh, he's a comic. He's a buddy of mine, right? So I was going to interview Rusev's Russian lawyer. And and WWE, shortly after, sent him an email asking him to kindly not do the interview. With the, with, you know, the one with the bad accent? That one, yeah, I was going to interview that guy. I was going to have him on the show. They told me no. They told him no. So... All right, so they, they listen to you. So when they hear you say it's R Roman Reigns is going to make a heel turn tonight, then they're going to go, oh, well, hey, let's play on that. Even though it's not going to happen, Roman Reigns has nothing to do with this event, but we can use him to add suspense, to work with the psychology, because now you're not only watching the match, you're not only watching the match going, oh, my God, can Dean Ambrose fend off not only Seth Rollins, but Kane and J&J &J security. That's four on one, right? Now, you're also going, oh, my God, I want Roman Reigns to help, but please, is Roman Reigns going to come make that heel turn? Is Roman Reigns going to come down and cost him the match, whether intentionally or accidentally? So it's just all these extra things. It piles a lot, and it does a lot for Roman Reigns because even though he wasn't really booked, hey, he's heavy on your mind. You are the whole time, the whole time you're watching that main event that Roman Reigns isn't in, in the back of your mind or the front, you're going, what about Roman Reigns? You're thinking, what about Roman Reigns? What's Roman Reigns going to do? So that was really smart. It was really smart. Um, the Intercontinental Elimination Chamber, it was just bad. The cage, when the cage fell down, for Mark Henry, um, and they just didn't know what to do. They didn't know, and they stood there, okay? They stood there, and then there, you had to, and then finally Mark Henry came out. He's like, fuck it. So I would have thought just when a minute later when they went to say who was coming out next, hey, just call it a bye. You know what? It happened. Let Mark Henry be there. Let him be there. And just wait five more minutes, however many more minutes, to bring out one of the next two guys. But they didn't. They're like, all right, we'll just move forward. And then, so you had this minute where you had four faces, four booked faces in the ring. Um, you had a Mark Henry. You had uh, Ryback. You had uh, Dolph Ziggler. And I, I it was still our truth, right? Was it our, forgive me, I'm pretty sure it was our truth. 
Uh, it was because he was the only one that had been eliminated at that point was Barrett. Okay, so you had Mark Henry, R Truth, Ryback, and Ziggler, while Sheamus is locked in his pot. And these four guys, you know, it wasn't supposed to go like this because Mark Henry wasn't even supposed to be out of his thing. He originally wasn't even supposed to be there. So you had all four of these guys standing there looking at, at each other, doing nothing to the point where the universe went boo. They started booing him. They were booing this spot. I mean, they didn't know what to do. It seemed, it appeared. Maybe that's what they had planned, but it wasn't performed out well. It wasn't delivered well. It wasn't believable. It was the, what was believable is that they had no idea what to do. If they were trying to sell that, oh my God, we're four faces, and but we all have to fight each other. Oh, they failed because it came off as a clusterfuck. It came off as them going, I have no idea what to do right now. Uh, while Seamus is just locked in his pot. It, it, it was bad. It seemed like nobody was able to take control of that moment. There was really just a moment where, no, I mean, they just were standing there. It was poorly booked. There was too many. Okay, Kane would have been a better replacement for Rusev because at least Kane is thought upon as a heel. So when you would have had those last four guys in the ring instead of Mark Henry being not only in a face spot, just being kind of an older, more kind of an irrelevant face spot. Like he's not going to do anything. People don't really, I mean, I, people love him. I mean, love Mark Henry, but you know, on that level of performing now anymore, nobody really cares. It's just, nobody really cares anymore. He's publicly admitted that he's better off just putting guys over and going out and doing charity stuff and not really in the ring as much. So, I mean, he's publicly admitted that he's, that's really not, he doesn't have much of a future left in the ring. Okay. So just to see him come out in such a prestigious match, what should have been really booked a lot stronger, especially to compete with your main events with your Ambrose and Rollins with your Cena and Owens. And then you put our truth and Mark Henry. And I mean, sorry, but Ryback in your elimination chamber, to re-legitimize an intercontinental title, it didn't go well. I'm not excited to see Ryback moving forward. I'm excited to see, hopefully, Bray Wyatt come and take that belt from Ryback. If somebody's going to. I really hope we get somebody better to do that. And why wasn't Bray Wyatt in this? Why was he not in this match? There's a lot of things I could question. Like, why wasn't, you know, Harper and Rowan, they weren't a lot of people saying, why weren't they in the tag team match? I heard a lot of people say they would have rather seen Harper and Rowan instead of Los Matadores. But Los Matadores, they shined. Man, they were exciting. As soon as their pod went off, that place blew up. That They brought energy. They brought speed, air. The bull was amazing. I want more bull. That, more bull. Um, again, and they could have just had Ambrose come out. On Raw, let him keep it for the night, mate. You know, I'm going to watch anyways, but man. Oh, God. All right. Well, hey, look. This, uh, you watched it. I have my, I have, there's things I loved. That what did I, I loved the most, most was probably Cena and Owens. It was, honestly, it was just a great match. It was really good. The tag team elimination chamber was a lot of fun. The Divas match was just, I mean, it was really hard. And it's hard to watch somebody who moves and wrestles like Paige to sit there and have to job to Nikki Bella. Because Nikki Bella is so bad in the ring. I mean, she doesn't, when she had Naomi and Paige in the corner and she was ch dancing around and then she ran in for that clo double clothesline in the corner. I mean, come on. It, it, it just... I mean, what are you doing? High-fiving over there? 
she's doing some good power moves. I know like her rack and she's trying to get some of those power moves, which she actually is selling a little bit, but, uh, I mean, maybe on, she has two moves that I would go, Oh, okay. Well, she's doing, but for the most part, it's really bad. And so hopefully we see some NXT girls coming up really soon. Maybe we'll see Charlotte on raw, uh, or after elimination chamber, uh, that needs to happen. And what I liked least, man, that Intercontinental title match, it did the opposite for that Intercontinental belt as they wanted it to. Again, Daniel Bryan is one of the most over guys. And when they left WrestleMania, they, they had John Cena with the U.S. title and Daniel Bryan with the Intercontinental title because they wanted two top guys to take these belts and make them mean something again. John Cena has done amazing with that U.S. championship with the U.S. Open with the U.S. Open Challenge, way better than I thought he would. But Daniel Bryan and the belt have been gone. They've been gone, and they needed somebody really strong to take that belt. And this is a question I asked earlier, in la I think on last week, is, is uh, on last week's episode of the Yes Talk, is losing, is not winning the heavyweight championship belt better um, than not winning? I'm sorry. I mean, it's, is not winning... The heavyweight championship belt better than winning the intercontinental title. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, yeah. Is not winning the heavyweight championship title better than winning the intercontinental title? Because I think Dean Ambrose could have been in that elimination chamber, won that intercontinental title, and people may have been just as excited just to know he's going to have some gold. And he can really, I mean, he could have done a lot for that belt. And if, I don't see him winning the heavyweight belt off of Rollins. I don't see it. Even if there's a rematch to, on Raw, even if there's a rematch at Money in the Bank, I don't see Ambrose getting the belt, especially with Lesnar coming out soon. And we're not going to get another th uh, triple threat with Lesnar. We're not. Lesnar's coming back, and he's going to beat the hell out of Seth Rollins. I mean, we could get that full triple threat because I guess we haven't gotten Rollins, Reigns, and Lesnar full triple threat we know we had rollins cena lesnar triple threat but i think we just we've had enough we've had a couple lesnar triple threat matches okay lesnar and reigns mania was a great match ended in a triple threat so therefore in my opinion we had the triple threat match we saw it rollins won now brock lesnar needs to come back and take that belt from Rollins or not take the belt because honestly, do we want the belt? I mean, it's nice seeing it regularly, right? It's nice seeing the belt. He's going to show up a whole lot until he gets the belt and then he's going to disappear for another three months. I think Ambrose winning that title just would have been crucial. It would have been so important. It's been so long since we've had a full-time fan favorite champion. I know a lot of the marks love Seth Rollins and I do too. And he's great. And I do like seeing him with the belt. He's doing a great job in that spot, but he's not the fan favorite in the sense he's not being booked as a face. And I think it's been a long time. We should have had it with Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, again, two belts in a row coming out of WrestleMania 30 should have had that title a long fan favorite working full-time champion. But since he had to relinquish that title, since he was stripped of the heavyweight title last year, we have not had a fan favorite working full-time heavyweight champion. It's been a while, and I think Dean Ambrose really could have filled those shoes. But with Lesnar coming back, I just don't see it happening right now. It's going to happen. It's just not going to happen right now. All right.
Uh, speaking of right now, uh, this is it. I'm going to say goodnight. Um, man, thank you for listening. Make sure and check out this week's episode, episode 10. Uh, actually, uh, WWE, quick story about this. Uh, just signed, WWE just signed MMA fighter Gazim Selmani. Uh, he's a 20-year-old out of Albania. So you can check out, I uh, wrote at a whole, like a 10, 15-minute piece, open letter to him, kind of just giving him a, my opinion, my advice to him as a fighter coming in to WWE. Um, so he's a great, so listen to this week's episode. That's episode 10 of the Yes Talk. Um, again, Twitter, trending topics, iTunes, the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Cup podcast. And we'll have uh, new episodes every week, every Wednesday. So, all right, thank you, Wrestling World. I love you. I love pro wrestling. This is the Yes Talk, and I'll talk to you more next week. Rock out with your talk out.